Hey, we're live. We are live. Welcome to episode one, I guess. I don't know what to call it. Hey, whatever. Uh, Jamari, what's up, man? How's it going? How is the weather? Weather in Georgia fucking sucks, man. It's 90 degrees in the daytime and... <laughs> and it's four degrees at night. But anyways, uh, we have a lot of topics to go over in like however much time I want to take because it's my podcast, not yours. So, or our podcast, I should say. You know, I'm selfish. That's why I'm single. But it's all right. I won't be. Or am I? <laughs> so, I was looking at the topics, and a lot of them are on relationships. Hmm. Sounds like somebody's heartbroken, Jamari. But mm. love, love it doesn't exist over here. It's just a fat or a figment of my imagination. <laughs> Let me let me see. All right. First topic, I just got to get this off my chest, off my mind, is Black Lives Matter. All right, let's talk about it. So, Jamari, uh, did you see the video in, in, what was it, Sacramento, San Francisco, one of those two, in California? Did you see that video? Oh, uh, the one where they stormed into the city hall meeting? No, the one about uh, the, the kid that got shot in the backyard because he was running from police, and they shot him, like, 20 times because he wouldn't show the hands and then he he had a phone they thought was gone. Yeah, I saw the uh, video where his brother stormed into the city hall meeting and then he jumped on the the desk where the uh, council members were. Jumped on the desk? Yeah, he sat on the desk, just jumped on up there. Jeez, way to talk about justice. Anyways, uh, real quick, vape break. Vape Nation, everybody got to vape. If you don't vape, then you're not living life. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I'm here in Atlanta, and the Black Lives Matter movement is somewhat big here. Like, they'll close down one of our major highways where at least 2 million people drive a day. And they will walk on the highway like no one will hit them. I mean, if it was me, I would fucking run them over. That's just me. But that, I got to get to work. I don't know about you, but I, I got to get to work. And I'm not going to sit here and listen to the guys that don't have a job walk in the middle of the road saying Black Lives Matter. So, Jamar, what's your stand on Black Lives Matter? Do you, it, do you take a – do you have a premise on this or – well, I am a uh, I'm an independent, and I take neutral stances. So I use uh, fact-based evidence whenever I'm making a decision, and not opinion-based. And so when I'm considering uh, of whether or not I'm going to choose a following of any type, you have to have certain qualifications that must be there in order for me to be say uh, I'm a follower. So, for example, you need a leader. And we need actual an actual cause. And so, uh, for me, I don't... So you're saying the cause of this kid that got killed is not a cause? There's no central cause that are bringing people together. It's just the uh, 
we're uh, they're going off of justice and saying that the justice system is not working. Uh, whereas, you know, uh, all judicial proceedings are going through and it's just the not favorable actions in their part. And they're saying justice isn't being done when that is justice. Well, I can say you're, uh, I don't know, you're, you're a little bit smarter than I am because half the words you said, I kind of got lost and confused, but it's okay. Um, but, I, but I get it. The thing is. Bullshit! Okay. That's exactly <laughs> way. That's my audio engineer there. Uh, <laughs> you hear that time to time throughout the segments. But the thing is on Black Lives Matter, you know, I don't, I don't take a premise. Why? Because I am in a career that, um, that the movements stand against. Am I black? Yes. But can I back them up and say Black Lives Matter? No, because the way they're they're going about it is is ridiculous. I, I just to be quite frank, I'm not gonna you know sugarcoat it. It's just ridiculous. You know, one person gets shot or killed. They don't look at the fact that the person had a gun. They don't look at the fact the person was running from the cops and they um, turned around and tried to fight the cops till the cops' brains were, you know, stomped out. They they don't look at that. They just automatically say, "Oh, a cop versus a black guy," and now it's all of a sudden Black Lives Matter. And then they see that uh, cops don't don't just magically appear out of the air. Somebody has to call them or for them to show up. Yeah. What about Blue Lives Matter? There's some blue people out here. You know, you ever put a white person in the freezer? It turned blue. But I don't know. There's just the Black Lives Matter thing to me is 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 it's a joke. But does some people have a valid point? Yes. I've seen some videos on Facebook that caused ruckus that I was like, hey, this need to be looked at. And guess what? Those officers get what fired and indicted and they get arrested but still people don't they don't follow up on the case they just see the initial video and they're like oh yeah black lives matter we're gonna go tear up my own city and blow blow up some shit but they don't know that the cop just got arrested they don't know the cop just got you know fired from his job and been on the force for 20 years and now he is working at walmart saying hello welcome to walmart so by the way walmart is not a sponsor of this segment (laughs) But I don't know, you know, that's that which puts me to to, that that brings me to the next point. Like people doing stupid shit for no reason. Like, have you seen the condom sniffing epidemic now? Holy Jesus, this new generation of of events or what they consider to be funny is just hilarious. Because they're And I can't even say millennials because I'm a millennial and I'm there's a small, small group of hybrid weird people in this world like you and I who actually have some calm and sense, common sense. That's the whole purpose of this segment. Common sense. Is it reasonable for someone to put a fucking condom in their nose, sniff it and bring it out? Yeah. Hey, it's it's America, right? Everything's free. It's a free country. Do whatever you want to do, whatever. Yeah, that's the thing that I think that uh, we're really good at exploiting is that you know all of the many freedoms we have that other places don't. 
You know, you got the right to protest for this or whatever reason you want. You got the right to do whatever you want as long as it's not illegal, unethical, and immoral. They they can do it. And they, they said condom sniffing isn't illegal, unethical, or immoral. So they do it. Hmm. I don't know. Let me check. Let me check my mics because uh, Jamar, you just got low on me, man. I think you were scared to talk about that topic there. You got... I don't know. Could hear you. Check your mic now. Can you hear me? Yeah, it sounds distant. I don't know why. Huh. Whatever. I'm sure it'll still pick you up the recording. Uh but yeah, that, that thing I you know, I think it all started with the cinnamon challenge. That's what ruined our generation. <laughs> Putting a a uh, a tablespoon worth of cinnamon in your mouth and trying to swallow it. That was the... I don't know. Can you remember any other challenges that was before the cinnamon challenge? That was the the first one I could remember. Oh, you had the pass-out challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you... um, Wait, wait, wait. Is that the one where you, like, sit on the wall and, like, breathe really heavy and then stand up and someone hits your chest or something and you pass out or... Ah, I remember that. That was a middle school one, actually. That was before the Cinnamon Challenge. Yeah. That that might have been the turn of our country, right there. Damn pass-out challenge. I don't even sound fun. Why would you want to do that? I I don't know. I like to actually be conscious, you know, as as long as I possibly can. I, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm weird and like to live but then you know right right before the condom sniffing challenge the, the freaking Tide Pod things came out like <laughs> where is it you know where's the common sense here in America guys you gotta gotta help me out here where's the common sense in, in eating a Tide Pod I don't need, I don't need, uh, what, what makes you want to even put soap in your mouth that goes to wash your clothes? Uh, what nutritional value do Tide Pods have that I'm missing? See, the Tide Pod thing, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it and I, I have Tide Pods cause I use Tide Pod. Also, not another sponsor of this segment, but I have Tide Pods, and not one time have I ever looked at it and said, oh, that looks appetizing. Just appetizing. It's like, you know, I like grape juice and, and like red wine, and I'm not going to pour my red laundry detergent in a cup and say, ooh, let me have some. Exactly. Next, next thing you know, we're going to be walking up the road and you see a piece of dog shit and you're like, oh man, that looks appetizing right there. I want to, oh, there's a worm in it. Who cares? We're going to eat it. Let's just dog shit eating challenge. Let's start it, Jamari. Let's see how many people will get to eat dog shit. Yeah, I bet you they change their mind real quick. <laughs> I don't know. Dog shit seems like the next best, best thing to me. Dog shit, man. Gotta tell eat them something. Tell them it'll fertilize their brains. Yeah. Yeah. You tell them anything, they're like, what? All you got to do is charge 99 cents and they'll buy it all day. Make sure you have Cash App. Also not a sponsor of this segment. Ah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, 
I don't know. That, you know, I got to get my mind off of that because it, it's just so to, to know that I'm a millennial and that millennials are starting this because I've never seen a 40 year old eat a Tide Pod. I've never seen a 50 year old eat a Tide. It's always in the range of a millennial, 20, 18, 19, whenever the millennials start, 19, 17 to 30, I guess. So. <sighs> millennials, we got to change, man. We got to do better with life, but ah, uh, man, I, I just don't get it. There's actually something that I wrote here a while ago, if I can see where I saved it to, but it says how the uh, millennials are kind of in control of the direction of the country. Yeah. I don't know about you, but um, I don't think I'll vote the next president someone who ate Tide Pods when they were in 21. That's just me. That would be pretty funny. Hey, Mr. President, can you release the video of you eating a Tide Pod or sniffing a condom through your nose and, you know, bringing it out to your, your mouth? That's that's freaking awesome. Well, you, I mean, I guess you'll be so pretty surprised that, you know, the... Uh current things that people will support and say well I did that so I'll vote for you yeah yeah seriously I mean look at Obama Obama just because he's black he had the highest number of black voters it's like they came out of a shell somewhere and said hey a black guy's running we're gonna vote and then next four years later eight years later <laughs> it's like we're not gonna vote for shit I don't see not one black candidate the only black candidate was Ben Carson and he you didn't even know he was running unless you follow politics. You're like, who's Ben Carson? A really good, famous neurosurgeon. Yeah, he's famous I mean, for separating conjo- uh, conjoined twins at the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have voted for him. You know, did a, the dude cut open twins that were like morphed together? That's freaking genius. We voted for someone who talks about their political views on Twitter all day. You know, if you want to know if we're about to get into a nuclear war, you just go on Twitter and and voila, there it is. So, I don't know, Jamari, how many relationships you been in, sir? Let's see. In all of my adult life, I've been in zero, but, you know, uh, pre-high school and high school, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. We can't put a number on it. It's just, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Well, there's a stigma, and this is a, a topic that was requested from my best friend because he's had no luck. You know, let's let's just be quite frank. He has no luck in the relationships. He wants to know: Does girls play more than guys when trying to get in a relationship or actually being in a relationship? Uh, I don't know. I I play a lot. I'm a player. I like to play. And we're not talking about physical play. We're talking about like holding off play. You know, you want to get some play play and they're playing around, you know. But I I guess it just depends on the type of people that he would be attracted to because I'm more of the, uh, uh, I go for the consistency and stability. And, you know, as opposed to, you know, working to create a, uh, nice long relationship you know but then uh most people in our generation is just like you know they want the uh instagram model 
immediate, yeah, those immediate things like, oh, Instagram, or, oh, yeah, or you got this many followers, so you must be good looking, or, you know, just because people are good looking don't mean they're good quality to date. Yeah, this person's, I mean, there there's some good Instagram models out there that are humble and, and nice, genuine people, but most of them are assholes, to be honest, you know, you you get a little hundred thousand followers on Instagram and you think you're the king of the world or queen of the world. In all reality, you're working at McDonald's flipping burgers, which there's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's. But when you're 25 years old with no college degree, no education, you barely graduated high school and you're flipping burgers and you got a hundred thousand followers, you think you're the shit. That's not how life works because you can't go into a job interview and say, hey, I got 100,000 followers on Instagram. You hire me. I'll get you some followers. That's (laughs) not how it works. (laughs) So, and and I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty, you know, trying to look for those Instagram model famous type people. And then, and look where I'm at now. Single as can be. Didn't work out for me. Well, it hasn't worked out for me in all of the uh, the four years that I've been an adult. <laughs> four years? Let me see. Uh, when do you be, technically become an adult? Well, I was the age seventeen, and I was I was off on I was off in the world at seventeen. Okay, so we'll 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 classify adult as seven not seventeen, but off in the world. So I guess I became an adult at eighteen because I was still living with my mother at seventeen. So. Let's just say the, the the time you become an adult is when you get off in the world and doing paying bills. I like I like to use that as an example. Paying <coughs> bills. Or everybody pays their phone bill, I think. What'd you say? I said everybody pays their phone bill, I think. I hope. Oh yeah, of course. Phone bills are You know which podcast? No, I'm not done with my podcast. By the way, this is uh this is my best friend Zach who just walked in. Zach, hey, we're on a topic of does females play more than uh, males in relationships or prior to getting in one? What what what's your premise on that? He said, "Do females play more in relationships? Yeah, versus a man in a relationship? Yeah. It depends on uh what their debate. I mean, what they're playing about." Some things women take seriously that men might let's find just funny. Say, let's just say sex life. We're going to be honest here. Sex okay. life. Does females hold off more to males? Or is it just... What do you think? Like, like I said, you got, you can come from two different ways. Because some women have a high sex drive. Some men don't. They don't need it every day like a woman does. What about in your experience? My experience? I, um, I don't have a high sex drive, but... Oh, at least twice, two, two, three times a week. You think you should have sex two or three times a if week? If you're in a committed relationship with a female that you like or on the bound of loving, probably two or three times a week. All right. For the record, everyone, uh, Zachary wants uh, the female's pussy hole to be sore because two or three times a week is brutal. That's brutal. Well, coming from your perspective, man. Uh, my perspective, <laughs> I think you should have sex every day, but you know, that's just my perspective. Okay, so, I have one, so like three you said, that gets the pussy used to what's going on, right? All right, now see, that's how you do it. Just that's change. Did I just change your mind, Zach, on that? Not really. Get the fuck out. <laughs> 
His name is uh, Charles Bunham. He works for the something something police department. <laughs> yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Who? Riley? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. The, that that relationship is crazy. And <clears throat> Jamar, have you ever had a uh, a girl best friend or a boy best friend in a relationship? Have you had a best friend, period? Well, I have, I have, I have two. I have, they've been my friends for forever and a lifetime. Uh, my female best friend, uh, we've been friends since elementary school, and then my male best friend, we've been friends since sixth grade. Who's your male best friend? Oh, his name is uh, Jacquez, and then you also got Charles. Let's see, there's two, those two. Oh, got Shauna. Is it Charles me? Look at that. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you got Shauna. We've been Shauna and I've been friends since. Uh, middle school let me tell you the story how we met so uh i wasn't always the nicest little nugget <laughs> and uh yeah like all of us and then so i was picking on her and she t- uh picking on her and she told the teacher and the teacher sat her by me and made her my partner and, and then we became friends after that yes great times great times Oh man! All right, so I have uh, I have a group of best friends. Actually, I have a lot of best friends. I I could say because I you know surrounded myself with a a group of finite people that are like minded in the sense of really everything. But uh, I don't. I don't agree that well, – I do agree, actually. I agree that if you're – say a female and a male is in a relationship and a female has a guy best friend, I think that's acceptable. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't say anything wrong with it unless the dude was insecure or jealous. Absolutely, because you always have those insecure guys that are like, you know, you can't talk to him. You can't go out to the movies with him. You can't do this and that. Well, if you know your place in life, if you know that you are the main, not the main, the only one, then you should have no worries. But if you have problems and insecurities, then maybe that is not a relationship for you. I've seen it, done it, lived it. I know about it. So, uh, and then on a flip side, male having best friends, I don't know. I don't know if a male can have a female best friend. Depends on the guy. Depends on the guy. If you're in a relationship and you're dating a chick and you have a, a female best friend, I think females are more insecure to men, low-key. That's just me. That'd be a pretty interesting one. I mean, I don't I wouldn't. I guess it goes into the mental life, the mental standing where that person is and, like, the strength of their relationship and their friendship because, you know, our relationship should stem from the friendship first. Yeah, but how do you how do you get in a relationship from a friendship and not get friend zoned? That's the biggest part because you can. I don't know because I've I've tried it before where you're like, okay, well we're gonna be friends first. Then you become friends and you're like, wait, I think I'm in a friend zone because she don't want to 
go out on dates anymore. She don't want to kiss. She don't do anything. And you're like, I feel friend zoned it. But on the flip side of that, I, I agree with you because I think it's a different type of friend. Like you, you can't have like a everyday, I can go hang out and chill and drink some beers or take a couple shots type friend. You got to have that one friend that's like, we're friends because we know everything about each other. We can talk about everything together. But it's, it's, it's a thin line between friend zoned and friendship before relationship. Mm-hmm. So, and it's hard to stay out of that friend zone because if you're dating a female or a guy or whatever you're dating, you don't want to come off as too soft. Like I'm trying to just be friends because they'll have it in the back of their mind. Like, is he trying to friend zone me? So maybe I should friend zone him before he friend zones me. I don't know. I guess we would go into the two C's, chemistry and communication. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I don't know. Good point. Chemistry and communication. I never thought about the two C's. Hmm. If you have good chemistry and communication, isn't that just a friend, right? Well, you, Me and my best friends, we have good chemistry, good communication. But then you all can accurately, uh, you know, accurately judge, you know, the standing of your relationship. It's like, okay, well, you know, we're great friends and, you know, we'll never date or okay, well, I see something more here. Do you see the same thing, or? How do you feel about getting friends on it? What do, have you ever been in a situation where you're, you're, you know, you're really feeling this person, and you're, you've become friends, you, you guys are friends now, and you want to take it to the next step, and they're like, whoa, 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 this is strictly friend. Have you ever been in that situation? Well, I haven't been friend-zoned, but I have, we've had, I've been in a spot where we had the chemistry and we were just on uh, two different levels. So I was looking to, you know, date. And she was looking to just, like, be friends, I guess. I don't know. I mean, but then again, our communication was lacking. So there was that. So they did, you didn't have the two Cs. I mean, I've had... I've had a situation where I was dating and, or I wouldn't even say dating. I was becoming friends with someone and I thought we were going to date and they're like, no. And I was just a little heartbroken. I'm like, oh, okay. You don't want to date me. Sure. But me, me, I can't, like, I can't be friends with someone who literally just friend zoned me. I, I, it's embarrassing to me. I can't do it. I'm like, I want to curse him out and then blast him on Facebook because <laughs> maybe it's, it, that's just my ego. That's my ego, I, I guess, because <clears throat> I don't know. And that brings me to the next point. Like, can you be best friends with your ex? Me? I'm going to just say it right off rip. No, I can't be. And I think that's where you and I have a disagreement at because I am not friends with not many of my exes. I can't say any of them, maybe some of them. I'm not going to disclose how many of them, but I, I just don't see it. You're, you're an expert reason. We broke up because something went, went south. You, on the other hand, I believe, what, you're friends with almost all of your exes? That's right. I've, I invested way too much time, effort, <laughs> and energy to just lose a person who, who I know a lot about, and they know a lot about me. Those are the kind of people who you want that can provide, you know, expert and sometimes bias and 
non-biased opinions on yourself to help you, you know, for the future. And then, uh, I guess. And then you got to remember that you all started dating or talking for a reason, and then things just didn't work out for either difference of opinion, lack of a communication, or the loss of chemistry. I guess that's where you and I look at it differently. You look at it as we started talking for a reason. We became in a relationship for a reason. We started dating for a reason. I don't look at that. I look at we broke up for a reason. <laughs> we, you know, we got into an argument. We got into a fight. Maybe two, three, four years down the line, if you want to recontact and communicate with me, yeah, but my ego is not going to let me just say, hey, yeah, let's be friends, you know, let's, let's talk about. No, fuck you. You weren't your ex. <laughs> That's what you're gonna go in that little basket of exes that are in the back of my my lobe, my brain lobe, and you're gonna stay there. And I'm gonna zip it closed, and I'm gonna lock it with the key. I try to, I try to like get as much information out of them as I can, like as to like, you know, what could have, what could have gone differently, uh, how I could have like done anything differently, how I could have expected them to do something differently. You know, I just try to, like, extract information. And it's, like, the best source from the person who just, like, disposed of you like trash. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to disclose our career choices. But I can say and ask you the question. You know, oh, I, down I missed the beginning of what you said. It like cut out. Okay, my bad. So if you got the two C's, right? And the person who you feel like is the one smokes weed, would you continue to date them? Or would you try to change their mind to not do that? Or how do you feel about weed? Oh, you see, that that's a, that's a, that's a, puts me in between a rock and a hard place. Uh, Iraq is a hard place. Because, you know, my current my current career path doesn't allow me to do such thing. Uh but I do believe that people have the right to uh do as they please because that's why uh one of the main reasons why I chose my career path to ensure of that. But at this point I don't think it's federally legal. Or, like, especially with this current administration, it doesn't look like it's going to be legal at any given point. And so I can't really date a person who, like, is blatantly, you know, breaking the law. I'm talking about a blazer, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You wake up to a cloud of smoke of marijuana. I can't. I can't do it. Can't do but it. you got the two C's. You got it all. You you guys are feeling each other. You're you know you're in there to win it. You feel like this is the one. You oh. just right off rip, break it off. All right. Yeah. No. So and all right. So you can't date someone who smokes weed. How do you feel on a stance of weed? You know, you got all of these governors who are saying, "Screw you, federal. I'm going to make it legal in my state to do whatever we want to do." Is that not like trying to create a small militia? I, I feel like that's the governor's turning their back on the president saying, I don't care what you think. I'm going to do what I want to do because this is my state. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to like take into consideration is that the, uh, 
the governor is just basically a small president of that state. So they're, the governor is in control of their state. So, you know, more than likely, unless they were ran on the same election year, the governor was there before the president or the president was there before the governor, vice versa. And they have to do what's best for their people. So the president has to do what's best for the the U.S. as a whole. And the government yeah, but it's U.S. Best. United States. Don't you think we should be united on all laws? If he say it's not right, we've chosen him to be the guy, the ultimate say-so. And then you turn your back and say, screw you, president. I'm going to do what I want to do. Well, you have to you have to remember not not everybody has those same uh political viewpoints and so that's what makes the the u.s great is that you know the state the state senate and the state representatives can say yeah we don't really agree with this federal law or uh this this they uh this thing they want to put out so they do what they want but i don't i don't think there's a problem with it the governor says no Oh, well, my my premise on the marijuana thing is if it's legal, go for it. That's just me. Uh, If if a governor say, hey, you know what? This is my state. I do what I want to do. You know what? I'm more for it. You don't know why? Because we voted the governor to look out for us until it's legal. Like I live in Georgia. Georgia is not legal. So right now I'm like, screw you, marijuana. I'm sorry, but. You're not welcome in the state. But when it becomes legal, Mary Jane, you know, I'm ready to rock and roll. Do not saying that do awesome. you do you do you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then I got high. Yeah, I was going to go to work until I got high. That's just, it's going to be me. I don't know if it's going to be legal for my career path to, to use it. It might just be like alcohol. You can't do it on duty. You can't smoke prior to going to work or during work just like alcohol alcohol is the large the most abused drug in america i don't know how is a drug classified as a drug so it's a depressant yes alcohol is considered a cns depressant central nervous system depressant it's pretty much alters your state of mind it takes your inability it makes you unable to drive to operate or function properly that's why you get hammered in your house. Or you get hammered at a bar and take Uber. Uber is the best damn thing in the world. Which is also... You got some random pedophile podcast. who... Yeah, they're not sponsoring anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got some, some random pedophile who decided to be an Uber driver and he's driving and, you know, he takes the drunk girls to his house and have taken advantage of them. No, that's not who, how Uber works. That's how people look at it, but it's not how it works. You know, you stop drinking and driving, and you won't be in a predicament that you're in. Call Uber. So, anywho, I think we've uh, we've gave the world enough common sense for today. Thanks for tuning in to our first episode, our first segment of the show, Common Sense, because we all know sense is not so common. Thomas Paine, ladies and gentlemen, look up the book. Thomas Paine, Common Sense. Great book back in the 18, 1900s, whenever he wrote it. He pretty much wrote on, you know, Common Sense. We're bringing it back to the 20, 2018. Jamar, you got any remarks for the, for, the, for the listeners? Oh, I do. You just give me 
One second, I'll give it my. Call it my. Of course, you got an inspirational quote. (laughs) He probably wrote a book while we're talking. (laughs) He's that freaking smart. I'm not that smart. Me, I'm like, uh, no. uh, Well, I didn't write it, but Lewis Carroll wrote it, and I'll leave it with you every time we end the segment. It says, contrary wise, if it was so, it might be, and if it were so, it would be. But as it isn't, it ain't. And that's logic. Lewis Carroll. That's logic. Man, I don't know who the hell Lewis Carroll is, but she's she's a country girl. You can tell she's a country girl by the end of that. She said, it ain't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode on Common Sense.